Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Good Friday morning to you and welcome. Oh, it's afternoon. Yeah. I don't know where I am, but you're listening to Colleen and Bradley on My Talk 1071, streaming live and doing everything entertainment holiday style. Get ready for 2020. I'm Bradley Trainer. Colleen is headed to the land of sunshine. Uh, and will be with us next week, and I won't be here, but then, look. Things are happening Holly is here. here. Yep. Ryan is here. We are in good hands for the next three hours anyway. I can't promise what comes after. <laughs> but um, happy holidays to you, and uh, I just got back from vacation yesterday. Holly, I hope you had a wonderful holiday uh, yourself, as uh, Ryan, I hope you did as well. Yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. Thanks for showing up today, guys. Well, thank you for showing How's it up, been? Bradley. Did I miss anything while I was gone? Well, we missed a few things. Thanks for asking, Brad. And we're going to catch you up on some of the things that you missed later on in the show. But, uh, you know, it's the holidays, and uh, there's some pretty big major motion pictures that are out in movie theaters right now. I don't know. If you're like me, you probably spent uh, at least one opportunity over the holiday break to watch a movie in a theater. It's kind of a... A tradition for a lot of families now. In fact, we pulled in to see Star Wars. We were in Jamie's hometown of, uh, well, just outside of Bloomington, Illinois. But we we're in Bloomington to see a movie. We pull into the the parking lot of the theater, and holy buckets! It was packed at like I think we saw a twelve fifteen showing on Christmas Day. On Christmas Day, um, so a lot of people were out seeing movies. I got to see Star Wars. I know. You uh, got to see Cats, and I thought maybe we could kind of relive uh, our our movie experiences. And, Ryan, I don't know if you saw anything. I saw Star Wars, yes. Okay, so you can jump in on the Star Wars. And, Holly, you read some spoilers, but we're not going to give spoilers. But maybe we could just, you know, run through some of our... Um our movie thoughts, because I bet a lot of families will be thinking about checking out a movie this weekend. By the way, our good friend Paul McGuire Grimes will be joining us in the third hour of the show to give us his thoughts on some other movies that are coming out this weekend. But there is a ton to see. I did not see Frozen 2 yet. I wanted to see that. Did you? I did. Because, well, you know, because it's Frozen 2. It's frozen. Okay. Yeah, anyway. all right. Star Wars. Can we go back Star to Star Wars? Wars? Yes, going back to Star Wars. So to your point, Bradley, you saw the film on Christmas Day. By the way, that movie made thirty-five million dollars on Christmas Day alone. So that's why the bo- that's why it was packed there because everyone was like, "Man, I'm sick of talking to Uncle Jerry. We just got to put him away right now." Yeah. And by putting him away, that means removing ourselves from the situation, and we're going to go watch Star Wars for a couple of hours. Well, what family doesn't love a little Skywalker? Everybody sit in the dark yeah. and you know not argue with each other for about two hours. So my takeaway: I know you are all waiting. For the Bradley Trainer review of Star Wars, nobody was waiting for this. 
But I will say I was pleasantly surprised. It was better than I thought it was going to be. I quite enjoyed myself. I had a few issues with it. (laughs) But at the end of the day, I was like, okay, that's kind of what I was hoping for. I got some resolution. It's the third in a trilogy. So I kind of feel like, number one, it's Star Wars. You don't have, like, super high expectations unless you're a, like just an intense Star Wars nerd, and I feel sorry for you if you're an intense Star Wars nerd. Well, where do you lie on the fandom spectrum of Star Wars? I am, like, much more of a Trekkie than a Star Warsian individual, but having been a child of Star Wars, right? Like, uh, the first film came out in... 1977, right? So I was like two. I didn't see the first one in theaters, but I saw the second two, right? And then the following three, and then these three. So I have a connection that's more maybe, you know, like... Casual. Personal. Well, but, you know, like personal. I have a personal, like, life connection because I've... And I, as the story kicked off in the theater um, over the holiday when I was watching it, I thought to myself, this is really cool. This is something I've now been able to do through significant periods, like at different points in my life. And that that realization was cool, right? Like there's nothing else that I've sort of shown up for whenever it's happened. And consistently it's it's happened throughout my life, you know, other than like family and all that stuff. But from a pop culture standpoint, um, it's kind of cool that I'm sitting in a theater watching another installment of the story that's been going on since I was born. So I had that thought. Um, where was I? Anyway, uh, it was a good movie. No, so, so, but oh, Star Wars. So yes, I don't have like a passionate, um, you know, connection where I get really opinionated about twists and turns and plot points. And I, I said I feel sorry for Star Wars nerds because they've been screwed essentially from the very beginning, right? Because. When you're a super nerd, you've got all sorts of opinions. I guarantee you have an idea of the way the story should be told and directions you want to see the story go in and opinions about what characters do or don't do. I don't have that when I walk into the theater. I just want to be entertained. And for myself, I was entertained by this movie. I did have a few things that I was watching, and we can talk about some of those. Um, where I was like, what? Why are they doing that? <laughs> but I think that's, you know, that's normal. Did you have those thoughts too, Ryan, watching Star Wars? Uh, yeah, you, you, as long as they're, I, I'm much the same with Bradley, as long as there's no gaping plot holes, like just make it a good movie and make the characters do something that makes sense for them. You know, I wouldn't make an opinion saying, oh, no, Ray wouldn't have done that. She's yeah. more, she's more, you know, being raised on that planet. She would have gone this direction. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, that's the culture on that planet. They, she would have said this and this and that. I thought it was my favorite of this trilogy, the newest trilogy of uh, Star Wars. This was my favorite. Oh, it was okay. Ex- what made it your favorite, do you think? Just uh, the, the, the throwbacks, the fan service that is uh, really getting, uh, that's some of the critique that it's getting, that it's too much. It's too much fan service. And then other people are saying it, it's well, not enough fan service. But I, I love the fact that there's all these throwbacks and some cameos and what they did with uh, you know Carrie Fisher. That's not spoiling anything. I thought that was very yeah. interesting and sentimental. I was going to say, though, okay, so we're talking about, if you guys are just joining us, Star Wars in particular, and we're not going to give away any spoilers. Don't worry. Um, if I do, just stop me. Um, well, but I don't I think know. I will. I, I don't the know. Movie. Ryan, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, I'll, I'll buzz you. Um, 
Uh, so the little Carrie, red riding hood dies. All no. right. So Carrie Fisher, because you talked about this, Bradley, off of the air, and we've already known this for years that the late Carrie Fisher, Princess Leia, she is going to be involved in Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker somehow, some way. So how was she so, incorporated? Uh, without revealing what actually happens, I will just say that when she showed up, I was like, um, oh, um, mm-hmm. oh no. Because we all know she passed away on in real life. This day, three years ago. Yes. Oh. On this exact day. Um, oh. And her mother, sadly, what, two days later, one yeah. day later? Um, Debbie Reynolds. Oh, oh. Sad story, but uh, different story. Okay. Um, but when she shows up in Star Wars, in the, la- uh, the Rise of Skywalker, I just kept thinking about how technologically... It was so obvious that oh, she was not there yes, during the filming because you would notice, and Ryan, I don't know if you had this experience, where she would be talking to someone, like Ray would be talking to her, and she would be nodding, and you're like, but she's not saying anything. And it's because clearly they didn't have the footage for her to like have an active conversation. Being being in tune with the fact that yes, they were using recycled footage from yes. previous the previous Star Wars. Being aware of that, it did make it somewhat awkward in the scene she was in because they were clearly creating the dialogue in those particular scenes around what footage they could use that would still make sense to push the plot forward. Exactly. And I didn't I kept saying to myself, do we need to be doing this? It's a little strange. It like, is this just like, is, does the story require that this happens? Because it is such a big ask of the audience. Like, yeah. we know you all know she's dead. Mm-hmm. So then I asked myself, well, why are we doing it? And is this, is her presence actually adding something to the story? And I think that there was a part of the story, which we won't talk about, um, that it was necessary. But, mm-hmm. I, but the fact that I was distracted by that means, it right. took you out of the story, yes. but that was done, I would say, in service of fan requests. So was this an instance in the movie Star Wars where you're like, okay, was this necessary or was this just like given a thumb? J.J. Abrams was like, okay, fans, I see you and I'm going to respect some of your wishes here. Yeah. Like it was unnecessary I, to have it there. I think it was probably a little bit of both. And I yeah. think that's yeah. probably the calculation that J.J. Abrams made was... Well, nobody's going to be happy, so I'm just going to do, you know, a little bit. I'm going to give everybody a little bit of something, mm-hmm. which is, I think, what happened. And there was a particular scene where um, she speaks to Billy Lord's character, yep. who's in the show. Yep. That was certainly, you know, a nice sentimental yep. fan service moment there. Yep. But, I mean, ultimately, how much, I mean, how much dialogue did she have? In yeah. that, like, it was a lot of looks a and few looks sentences. Away, and seeing her from behind, yeah. clearly it was a, a double. And then you would hear words come out of the double's mouth, but you wouldn't see it because, of course, yeah. right. So there was just a lot of that, which I was perhaps distracted by. But that was a small thing. Yeah. And honestly, I don't think it took away too much. Um, without, again, giving away spoilers, I think he just gave, you know, somebody pointed this out yesterday, uh, we're talking about Star Wars, that trilogies are hard, because the third, or I should say the third movie in a trilogy is always hard, because you really can't do anything but wrap everything else up, so the, you know, the second story always seems to be the best, because you can get to the climax of the the story arc, but then the last story's, by definition, gonna just be a lot of, like, wrap-up. So you're not going to have anything new and shocking and maybe some twists and turns thrown in, but nothing too mm-hmm. and terribly crazy. And I thought that was a an astute observation of, you know, just trilogies and uh, in general. 
Anything else? Do you guys agree, disagree? <laughs> agree. Yeah, agreed. Okay. Well, um, agreed. I mean, it's I, just like in the original one, Empire Strikes Back. Well, and that's my favorite because I was thinking back again. I spent a lot of time in this movie reflecting on the series overall. And one thing I did think to myself was, I think Empire Strikes Back is probably my favorite movie because that was the one where there was the most to lose. You didn't know where the story was going necessarily. It just propelled the the story forward in a way. What about with Lord of the Rings? You liked uh, the Two Towers Same better thing. than uh, Return of well, the King? I because I would say uh, Two Towers was my least favorite. Actually, oh. I was just going to say that I think the Fellowship is my favorite. Really, is my favorite in that trilogy. That's my so second favorite. That's the Fellowship. first movie. Yeah. in mm-hmm. the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Yeah. The third, though, yeah, you're right. Maybe that that theory falls apart with Lord of the Rings. That that is a movie that I felt much more uh, opinionated mm-hmm. about. You know, when it came out versus Star Wars, for example. Okay, we have to also spend a little bit of time talking about cats because I didn't see cats. You didn't see cats, Mm-mm, Ryan. No, but, and I will not. But Holly. Yeah. You saw cats, and I didn't get to hear about your cats' experience. I got one word for you woof. Oh, that's that's mm-hmm. cute and appropriate. Mm-hmm. I see what you did mm-hmm. there. Woof. Can you give us just a <laughs> tiny taste of what? Why the litter box stunk? Because you were talking about it before the show, and I was really... um, I mean, you basically just made the case for me to never watch this movie. Well, watch it if you're curious. I went because I was promised that this was going to be one of the worst movies of all time. So that's going to get my That's what intrigued you. (laughs) That's what intrigued me about it. But the version that I watched, I saw it on Sunday. Pretty sure it was the original version that Universal Studios put out. Because subsequently... After that, they announced they're pulling the original version from the theaters and they're going to reintroduce a new CGI improved version of Cats. That's the one if you went to the theaters today that you would see now. But it wasn't a finished movie. It just wasn't finished. And when you say not finished, you you literally mean it wasn't finished. Like there was some very obvious CGI uh, disparity or, um, you know, holes. Yeah. Talk about some of that. Yeah, yeah. Some people had animatronic ears, like Ian McKellen. Some people had practical makeup, like Jennifer Hudson, Judy Dench. Other people were CGI'd all the live long day. And you just, it was so unnerving to watch with the eye. And you could tell that the filmmakers of Cats, they probably had three different ideas of what they wanted to do over maybe a two-year period. And they couldn't even get it together. Reports were that the director, Tom Hooper, was working on it literally the day before the movie had its premiere last week. So what we were watching on the screen was something that filmmakers were still working on like 72 hours before we watched it, which is mind-boggling. It sounds like there was not one, uh, either there were too many cooks in the kitchen or nobody was sort of leading the show, but you had a nice takeaway. You had a, a good explanation for why this movie was crap. Well, that I think it's probably money laundering or yeah. something? No, like I think, I mean, yeah. I- Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 
Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Tin Cobra Conspiracy would say. Put on the tinfoil hat. The movie cost $100 million to make, not including marketing. And you didn't see a lot of that $100,000. Ryan actually has the tinfoil hat on right (laughs) now. It's coming handy this week. Thank you. Yeah, you just, you don't see $100 million on the screen. So when you're watching it, you're just wondering, well, where did all that go? Who had the gambling debts? (laughs) Well, we may never find out. We don't know. But you know what we will find out when we come back? What? All the latest from Hollywood. I think Ryan's got a dirt alert uh, right here on My Talk 107.1. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. And here with all the latest from Hollywood and beyond, it's our good friend Ryan. Hey, Ryan. Hi, Ryan. Hey, guys. How are we? Good. We're doing all right. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, we'll start off the dirt with a little sad news and uh, kind of, I guess, uh, serendipitous news, but George Michael's sister... Uh, Melanie died uh, Wednesday on the third anniversary of George Michael's death. They died on the same day, just three years apart. The family's lawyer confirmed this in reports. Uh, the statement from their lawyer named John Reed it, uh, read, uh, We can confirm that very tragically Melanie has passed away suddenly. We would simply ask that the family's privacy be respected at this very sad time. The death is not being treated as suspicious and the cause of death is still unknown, but exact same day. This is so years apart. Is it not weird? I mean, I know that numbers and days are arbitrary. That's mm-hmm. something like people create. So that clearly doesn't really have anything to do with anything. But it's yeah. still just so bizarre and right? sad. Yeah. Well, very sad. obviously yeah. sad. No matter what day of the year she dies, but specifically now you've got this family that's going to have to mourn. On the same day, two of uh, you know their favorite people, and Christmas Day too. Oh, I mean, that's the, just, I mean, that's the worst. Yeah, no, that's got to be horrible. So yeah, that's so our thoughts just... and prayers go out to them. I f- had forgotten that he um, had a last name that is Greek, yeah, in origin, because I was reading the story, and her last name is, I'm assuming what his last name would have been, Pana Panayotu. I'm not even going to say that right. Yes. And I only thought that I'm assuming that's his too, because it said in the article that I read that their other sister, and by the way, her other, their other sister's name is spelled Y I O D A Mm -hmm. Panatee, whatever, you know, that last name is. So I'm assuming that's, that's the last name they all had. George Michael's birth name is Georgios. Panatee. Cure. Oh, I'm not even going to try. Yeah, no. <laughs> Greek names, it's Greek like... Greek names. Uh, it's Greek to yeah. me. It's Greek. Hey, oh. I see what you did there. Oh. Uh, we got a, a development with uh, Alec Baldwin. Oh, you guys oh what happened with Alec Baldwin? Did uh, he punch somebody in the face over another parking spot? Uh, no, no, no. Uh, Alec Baldwin's aggravation over a parking dispute, dispute in New York lives on. A judge tossed the defamation allegation in a civil suit against him, but kept alive the assault and battery accusation stemming from that scuffle in November of 2018. This is according to court documents. A judge granted Baldwin's motion to dismiss the slander accusation 
in plain tiff. Uh, this is another uh, interesting name. Looks Polish to me. Warcheck Kizkowski's lawsuit filed against Baldwin back in March. Uh, so the judge ordered the parties to appear before him February 19th for a preliminary conference on the rest of the assault lawsuit. So it's uh, and this stems from a um, some things that Alec Baldwin said while appearing on Ellen um, earlier this year where he said he thought that uh, this guy was going to, you know, kill him. Uh, you know, he thought he was said some slanderous things. Now, this is of. what he said. I thought yes. that he was going to run my wife over with his car when he was stealing my parking spot. So essentially being like this guy was going to kill my wife. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He said that on Ellen. Alec Baldwin, I mean. He does tend to run a little hot as yeah. an individual. I mean, as evidenced <laughs> yeah. by the voicemail that he uh, left his daughter. Oh, yes. Obvious by the incident where he was playing words with friends and the flight attendant told him to shut it off. Yeah. He mm-hmm. seems like one of those guys who just can't who just can't sort of let things go. <laughs> yeah. Taking things too seriously, mm-hmm. so to speak. A I mean, permanent chip. Yeah, we, yeah, we can all relate because we've all had chips on our shoulders, mm. but not to the degree and the the just intensity that Mr. Baldwin seems to have. Although it seems to serve him well in his acting career. Yeah, I'm just sure. saying his ability to be emotional on screen is a sure. good thing. Sure. It, yes. In the street, not so much. Mm-mm. Okay, well, good luck to him, yeah. sir. Mm-hmm. Uh, one more. Uh, Lily Tomlin was arrested today. <laughs> what? For the, cl- oh. the climate protest. Oh, God. <laughs> I was like, don't destroy all my heroes. They're they're sick of uh, arresting Jane Fonda. She's been getting off with uh, warnings. Well, this is all part of that fire drill Friday in protest of climate change that's happening in Washington. You know, (laughs) I appreciate that. I don't understand why people have to be arrested for like protesting on in the capital of our country. I mean, it's not like she was blocking traffic or anything, was she? No. I guess I don't understand. Nope. I should just keep my mouth shut because it's Friday and nobody wants to get <laughs> furious about anything. Thank you, Ryan. Thank yeah. you. Hey, if you guys want to play the 30-second pop culture challenge, give us a jingle. 651-641-1071. Five questions, 30 seconds. You could win a prize. Welcome back and happy holidays to you and yours. You're listening Hi. to Colleen and Bradley on my talk 1071. That's Holly. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. <laughs> We are imbibing our favorite holiday beverage, and uh, Ryan be is totally tea. Uh, smoking some interesting stuff. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just trying to paint a picture <laughs> I for got our it audience from Holly. that we're all hey. relaxed and we're all kicking back. That's, That's right. not shocking. Um, <laughs> hey. Okay, so now let's play the 30-second pop culture challenge. 30-second <laughs> well, we have Madeline or Madeline. I don't know how to pronounce this beautiful young woman's name. And do you want to know what she's playing for? <laughs> what is she playing for, Ryan? She's playing for a machine washable, dryable, stylish, poly cotton blend My Talk t shirt, a size of her choosing. Wow! wow. All right, Madeline, uh, we're going to read the questions for you, and the timer will begin after we finish the first question. Are you ready? Okay, cool. Here we go. Kate Hudson is the daughter of which actress? Goldie Hawn. Who is Han Solo's sidekick? Uh, uh, Skip. Who is the current host of Family Feud? Steve Harvey. Mandy Moore is a star on which NBC drama? 
This is us. Who is actress Laura Dern's dad? Uh, Bruce Dern. Who is Han Solo's sidekick? Um, Han Solo's sidekick is the Wookiee thingy. Yes, what's the face? Oh! What did she say? I don't know. What did you say? The Wookiee thingy. Oh, Madeline, I'm sorry. Sorry. I'm sorry. That's all right. Uh, have a good day, Madeline. And you can try to play again on Monday because we play the 30-second pop culture challenge at this time every day, Monday through Friday, on the Colleen and Bradley Show. Bradley, do you want to tell her what the name of Han Solo's yes, sidekick is? Yes, Han Solo's sidekick is none other than Chewbacca. <laughs> but she knew the uh, the alien race. Oh, she knew I didn't yeah. ask for the intergalactic species I, Did name. she also say Abu? Or well, something? that was from Aladdin. That's the... Oh, no, Apu. Apu? Is, no, Abu is the name of the... Uh, I don't know. It sounded like she said something like Abu or Apu, and I'm like, uh, yeah. what? Well, that's from Aladdin. Okay. So it's Disney Aladdin, adjacent. Yeah, right. you know, tomato, tomato. Only by uh, marriage. Okay, so now that we've done the five, uh, 30 second pop culture challenge, five questions, 30 seconds, you could win a prize. As Holly said, uh, you can play again on Monday. Now, ooh, I'm so excited, and... You know what? I think we'll play. Maybe Ryan can join in on uh, Blinded by the Item. Blinded by the Item. It's okay, Bradley. You've been eating. <laughs> I don't know where I am. You've been eating giant pretzels and carbohydrates for the past week. Welcome back to reality. Hey, girl. All right. Here we go. Here's our first celebrity gossip mystery. Bradley, Ryan, listen carefully. Okay. Uh, this A plus list, mostly movie actor, moved into his wife's family home when they got married. He wants to install a gun range, a gun range that adjoins a playground of the apartment building next door. Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. Oh, my God. Okay, so an A-plus list, mostly movie actor. Yes. Who moved into his wife's family home. Yes. This should be really obvious, but for some reason, I've not been thinking about a lot of celebrities lately, so the name is not coming to my mind. Ryan... I'm trying to uh, think if I can recall any certain celebrities who have some sort of fascination with uh, firearms, because if they do, I think we would, that would be obvious. Yeah. That's so, obvious. So obvious. I'm going to tell you now, it's not Ted Nugent. Okay. okay. Well, you said okay. A-plus list. It's not Charlton Heston. Strangled. I mean, well, Strangled. mostly because isn't he dead? Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> Chuck was... Norris is probably not A-plus mm, anymore. No. Uh, I want to tell you, here's a hint, you guys. Yep. Okay. This couple got married this year. Oh! Ah! <laughs> Why did it take me so long? That would be Chris Pratt. Ding for Bradley. Ding, 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 ding. Dings. And of course, the family home would be the Schwarzenegger Shriver compound. Yes. And, uh, well, that doesn't surprise me. That is obvious. Dings yeah. to the left, dongs, dongs to, to the, the right. right. That actually is the word. Uh, the words are the word. Words are hard. That was a poem that you just uh, recited from none other than Chris Pratt. Yeah. Really? He wrote Dings to the Left. Dongs to or the did Right. did he write that? He yes, wrote, he did. Yeah. He wrote that. That was the beginning of a poem that Chris Pratt wrote and he shared it on Instagram. Yeah, when he was trying to get us to, like, feel like we were supposed to feel bad about ourselves for having opinions and thoughts and sharing them with the world. And he was like, well, I'm not going to do that this year. So I'm just going to Dings to the Left and Dongs to the Right. Thanks, Garrison. Okay, so... (laughs) Things are getting real feisty on Friday.
Let me fill in the blank for you. So Chris Pratt moved into the Schwarzenegger family home when they got married because he married Catherine Schwarzenegger. And Chris Pratt wants to install a gun range, a gun range that adjoins a playground of the apartment building next door. Hmm. Yeah, sounds like a good idea. I mean, probably not the best idea. Totally believable because, you know, the whole thing about Chris Pratt is like, uh, I'm a man. I like to have my little lady and I like to hunt and fish and uh, build stuff. And my wife, she makes some food and I eat it. <laughs> and I'm proud to be an American. Where at least I know I'm butch. Hey. <laughs> Let's move on. Blinded by the item. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> Friday, right? Here's another another blind item. This really bad actress turned reality star turned really bad actress that all of you know spent a lot of the fall trying to show up in places where this reality franchise was shooting just to try and sneak her way onto the show. So two things you got to think about. You got to think about the actress Mm. and then you got to think about the show that she was trying to be on this fall. Mm. Okay, so is that like a bachelor experience? No. Oh. Uh. So we're looking for a real quote, really bad actress turned reality star turned really bad actress. Is she a friend of the show? No, I don't think so. Uh. A friend of the show, meaning, oh, so you're, what show are you thinking of, Ryan? The Colleen and Bradley show. Oh, no, she's not. Uh. Although we wish she was a friend, to be honest. Okay, so a really bad actress really bad. turned reality star. Yeah, she was on TV this summer in a limited series that was not renewed. She also has been paying the bills by being on reality TV basically the past decade. Mm. Oh, oh, my thing is off today, you guys. This would be Tori Spelling. Ding for Bradley. Dings to the left. And dongs to the right. So what show was she trying to creep on? Oh, what show was she trying to creep on? A reality franchise. What reality franchise was she trying to creep on? I Should I know this? Well, it's kind of obvious <laughs> that Tori Spelling would be trying to creep on this reality franchise. It's uh, geographically convenient to her. So not, to speak. Not Celebrity Big Brother? No. Um, um, Amer- uh, American Idol? No. Um, Where could Tori... No. <laughs> she can't just like make her way to a private island somewhere in the South Pacific and try to creep. I don't so think know. About, think about a reality television series that films in the greater Los Angeles area that Tori Spelling would want to be a part of because it would make her look maybe a little richer than she actually is. Oh, God, I'm sorry. Real Housewives. Ding. Okay. <laughs> Fill in those blanks. All right, so Tori Spelling spent a lot of this past fall trying to show up places where the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills was shooting just to try to sneak her way onto the show. To <coughs> Excuse me, to be fair... She seems like perfect for that show. No, I'm not a yeah. watcher of that series. So I know I'm like the only gay man who uh, would admit to such in public. But uh, I kind of feel like she's got everything the show needs. Hot mess, money, 
Well, or the uh, want. Well, I mean, they all kind of have fake money, right? Yeah, but Tori Spelling, I think that the problem with Tori Spelling is that she doesn't even have the illusion of having fake money sure. anymore. Well, and kind of her whole story is like anything for money, right? Like right. they kind of have burnt all their bridges. But maybe that's what would make her a nice little dark horse in the, you know, in the reality or in the Real Housewives franchise. She's trying. Okay. We got time for one more? Sure. Okay, why not? It's the holidays. Here's another blind item, Bradley and Ryan. Try to solve this celebrity gossip mystery. This A-list, mostly movie actress, sent her actor ex before her most recent ex some poster-sized photos of them in bed together, naked and in various positions. Whoa. They were taken <laughs> while the couple were together, but were never developed. The thing is, the actor is married, and while he will occasionally hook up with the actress, his wife was not thrilled at the sight of the well, gift. duh. Like, hey, honey, look, I got these sex photos from my ex. Do you want to see them? This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and... What do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Wow. Let's put them on the wall. Mm, let's mount them, shall we? Okay. Oh, no. Holly is all in today. The A-list, mostly movie actress, sent her actor X. Okay, so... Narrow this. Uh, first of all, Ryan, you have any initial thoughts? I could not. I could not even. I don't know where to begin here. Okay, so let's narrow. It. Who are we more likely to know, the actress or the actor? I think we'll know both. But here's oh. the hint, and it's laid out here. So this woman was in a famous relationship in between her relationship with the person that she sent the nudie photos. So this was also a high-profile relationship when it happened, and it was a long time ago. So they were a high-profile relationship. Yes. And uh, this A-list, mostly movie actress, she's single now, or at least as far as we know. And uh, it's not surprising. You would not be shocked to learn that this person sent sexy naked photos to her ex. Uh, Does she have a famous child? Um, No, but she's famous for having children. Many children? Many. Ryan, I mean, are we thinking Angelina? Give yourself a ding. Oh, wow. Pull it out of nowhere, Ryan. (laughs) And who would be the ex? Uh, Brad. No. Mm? Billy Bob? Yes. Ding, ding, ding. Billy Bob and Angie. Fill it in. Okay. Angelina Jolie sent Billy Bob Thornton. Some poster-sized photos of them in bed together, naked in various positions. Now, these photos were taken when Angelina and Billy Bob were together way back in the day, but the photos were never developed. The thing is, Billy Bob Thornton is married, and while he'll occasionally still hook up with Angelina Jolie, his wife was not thrilled at the sight of the gift. Oh, you don't say. Who took the pictures? 
Good question. <laughs> I bet this was not like an iPhone timer yeah. situation. Because iPhones didn't exist when exactly. Angelina and Billy Bob were together. Exactly. Oof. Okay, that was nasty and a wonderful blind item to end on. Thank yeah. you, Holly, for bringing these. And Ryan, kudos for uh, being so good at this on the fly. All right, when we come back, we need to catch up on some publicationships that I have not paid any attention to over the holidays. We've got a little Modi, a little Chonus, and Holly's going to fill us in when we come back right here on My Talk 1071. Welcome back. Happy Friday. Hope you're living the dream. Uh, we are here on My Talk 1071. It's a Colleen and Bradley show. I'm Bradley Trainer, along with Holly Roberts today, and Ryan is running uh, all the appropriate things over there in that area. <laughs> and you got the inappropriate <laughs> cover. Yeah. And you're doing I actually a have the inappropriate job. uncovered. <laughs> Happy Friday. <laughs> Sir, okay, and ma'am. Now, I think we need to catch up on some publicationships. First of all, Holly, what is a publicationship? A publicationship is a relationship in service of celebrity. And that is something we'd love to talk about on the Colleen and Bradley show. I've missed a bunch of uh theories oh, over the yeah. last few days, and I imagine a fair amount of our listenership has as well. So I thought we could catch up on some of them. Holly, um, you have a few stories. Uh, there's an update on Modi. Let's start there. First of all, what's a Modi? Modi is Miley Cyrus and Cody Simpson. And I seem to remember seeing a headline about the two of them breaking up or something. What was that all about? Did you see it this last weekend? Maybe out of the corner of your eye. So last we left off with the publicationship of Modi is that over the weekend, Cody Simpson was spotted by a page six spy smooching a lady in a bar in the West Village in New York City. That same weekend, Cody Simpson was also spotted walking down the street with a Playboy model. At the same time, Bradley, Miley Cyrus was sharing very sad, sad, sad trombone stories about how she has been lonely over the Christmas season. She shared a song literally called Sad Christmas Song on social media. Okay, so perhaps they were leading us to believe that uh, there was trouble afoot, or at least from a cynical standpoint, perhaps they just wanted us to think about them. Well... I think it's probably the latter. So they were setting it up for this relationship maybe to break up because that's what Colleen and I talked about on Monday where it's like, okay, well, we're putting the pieces of the puzzle together because we're going to set up this breakup. And I think we were talking about this either on Monday or the previous Friday before you guys left for break, essentially saying that a lot of relationship news, if you don't want it to be paid attention to, you either drop it during the holidays or you drop it on a Friday afternoon. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of stuff will go down on a holiday that, you know, people know nobody's paying attention. I'm here to say, Bradley, that uh, unfortunately, but fortunately for us, because uh, we like to talk about them, Miley Cyrus and Cody Simpson, they're still together. They're still a thing. Well, yeah, so then today I see headlines that say essentially they're quashing any rumors that there was a breakup. But then that makes you wonder, what's all this really about? But first of all, what did they do to sort of allay our fears? They shared on Instagram stories, little uh, footages of themselves. So they're all at the Cyrus family compound in Franklin, Tennessee, celebrating the holidays. Miley Cyrus, she shared on her Instagram stories some photographs of Cody Simpson and some videos. Very flirtatious. Miley Cyrus twerking for Cody Simpson, lifting up her shirt, you know, doing Miley things. So all is going according to plan in this publicationship because we're still talking about them. And remember... What we were talking about in publicationships, it's that 
this is all in service of publicity. And there's really nothing to talk about with Miley Cyrus concerning her music career right now. Cody Simpson either. So this is how we're talking about them, and this is how they maintain celebrity. Yeah, now, I'm just going to pull in Ryan a little bit, because I kind of feel like Ryan is playing the part of the listener today. Because, Ryan, I know you've been on the show before, and you know how things operate, but as... Oh, he's putting on his tinfoil hat. Thank you. So, Ryan, as a person who doesn't normally wear a tinfoil hat, what do you think of us when we're talking about... A publication ship in general, but in this case, particularly Modi. It makes complete sense oh. after listening to you guys, especially oh, this Modi job. one. You can stay there. This whole week, it's been a roller coaster of a week because they were breaking up and then they're together. And now there is a recent uh, post with them uh, twerking and kissing each other on on Instagram. But then it's just the obvious obvious sign of uh when so it's obvious. a that's a publication ship is when it is so heavy-handed yeah. in this way that's it, a dead giveaway to to Holly's earlier point you if you don't want people talking about your relationship you just don't put it out there mm-hmm. exactly. you know there are a lot of celebrities who you know and and it's because people just don't normally you know people who are going about their business i don't fault them at all you just don't you don't question things too much but we've been covering these stories enough to know that there are celebrities out there who've been in relationships that don't want to make the relationship a, uh, a topic of conversation. And so you just don't see it getting pushed out to tabloids, mm-hmm. right? Because most tabloids, they just take whatever the celebrities are dishing out because they're essentially, you know, they're just parasites on yeah. the backs. They're like those, they're not even the birds eating the ticks off the back of, <laughs> of the rhino, of the <laughs> Ibex or whatever. Yeah. They're, they're the ticks themselves, right? Yeah, they're just, right. they're just, letting the celebrities feed them stuff mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so um yeah it, it we're good to question what's actually going on with this particular relationship all right let's go from modi again yeah modi is miley cyrus cody simpson that's a publicationship, a relationship for publicity but the biggest one and here's the one that showed up in my holiday experience because i follow them on social media chonus what's a chonus holiday? it's time for a chonus oh bonus. yes Before we go to break, I want to let you know that Priyanka Chopra got a snowmobile from Nick Jonas. Nick Jonas also shared some of his favorite things that he can't live without. A total Spawn Con experience. He can't live without a copy of his own movie, Jumanji, which he is a star of. His uh, tequila, Via One, that he is a collaborator with. And also the cologne uh, of the company that he collaborates with. Can't live without it. Is it a John Varvatos experience? It is John Varvatos experience. All right. Thank you, Holly, for all that publicationship update. When we come back, we're going to Cobra Gang some Kevin Spacey spicy icky stories. Uh, right here on my talk 107.1.